All right, what is up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of I Read It So You Don't Have To. We are on season one, and this is episode seven um, of the book When the Earth Was Flat by Graham Donald. If you haven't checked out the first six episodes, please go and check them out. Um, each episode is a chapter from the book, and go check it out before you check out this one. So let's get started. So this this chapter is called Selective Breeding to Weed Out the Weak in Society. Um, and the actual title is called From Mendel to Mendeley. So, uh, so let's get started right away. So we all know Charles Darwin. He was the leading researcher in genetics. Um, Darwin observed birds on the Galapagos Islands where he founded the theory of evolutionary genetics. So scientists that read his research coined the phrase survival of the fittest from, from it and many programs and justifications that will come in the later years were actually based on this phrase. And that's what this chapter is all about. Um, so Francis Galton was the first person, well not the first person, was the person to use fingerprints to solve crime. And he was actually Darwin's cousin. So Darwin was able to get a first read off of uh, Darwin's evolutionary theory. And then Galton used that, used that theory as the base for eugenics, which is a scientific idea or theory that tries to control breeding to increase the desired characteristics in offspring. And during this time, um, dog breeding was very common and um, dog breeders would breed a certain species of, of dogs to get a specific offspring. And Galton basically said he wanted to do, to do the same thing to humans. Um, Gregor Mendel at this time founded, a, founded the heritability pattern in peas and was coined the father of genetics. Uh, Mendel, he crossed two, two peas, one was tall and one was short. And the resulting offspring was tall. So through this, he concluded that um, that one trait is dominant over the other, and that the dominant trait would always appear in offspring. And this contradicted the um, the theory of offspring at that time, because at that time people thought the offspring was a blend of the two parents, but that obviously contradicted it. And Galton also used Mendel's experiment and Darwin's law. And he wanted to apply it to humans. He wanted to select breed humans for certain characteristics. So Galton began to suggest that certain defective people should be sterilized so that they won't pass on their defective genes to the offspring. So as an example, criminality criminality was considered a tra- as a trait, and people that were deemed criminals or have the p- potential of committing a crime will be sterilized, so then they won't pass it on to their offspring. And Galton basically said that in a couple of generations, crime rates would drop and eventually uh, fully disappear. Uh, many people supported Galton's ideas. Some of the big names are Winston Churchill and Theodore Roosevelt. Um, birth control activists such as Marie Stops and Margaret Sanger and economics like um, John Maynard Keynes and Sidney Webb, they were all supporters. Um, and a lot of people would say all the supporters of Galton's idea are right wings, but that's not true. Left wing supporters were also there, such as W.B. Yeats and Emmeline 
Pankhurst and Ramsey McDonald and William Beveridge.、Um, also, the founder of social Darwinism, George Bernal Shaw, was an, also an activist of Galton's ideas of selective breeding.、Um, and to make matters even worse, a philosopher called Bertrand Russell even proposed that society give out colored tickets,、um, so people of each ticket. Should only breed within the same color, and if they were found that they were breeding in different colors, they would be found guilty of genetic treason and be fined or even imprisoned. So when eugenics became pretty popular,、um, California was the biggest supporter of all the states, and more than sixty thousand unfit individuals were sterilized in California alone.、Um, and then. These programs and ideas became more popular, and even Hitler, which kind of like set up the base for Hitler's idea of the super race.、Um, so a lot of the California programs have been financed by the Carnegie Institution and the Rockefeller Foundation, and also even many of the Ivy League schools have backed it up. Like Stanford has said, Stanford's president, I believe, also supported the programs. And then in 1904, the Eugenics Records Office was founded. And basically, the office, the job of the office was to find all the lineage and all the inherited patterns of everyone, and then they would log it and then store it. And this kind of led to the barcodes or the numbers on the people's arms that in concentration camps in Hitler's time. It was kind of like an identification code kind of thing. Then in 1911, eugenics took a really dark turn、um, because people proposed that euthanasia would be considered to weed out the defective.、Um, so a case in 1928, which was called Buck v. Bell,、uh, some, even cemented the, more the ideology of eugenics. So Buck was actually raped by the nephew of the of her adopted family.、Um, so when they all went to court, the adopted family actually. Told the court that Buck was incompetent and that her biological mother was the same because she left her.、Um, so the court obviously ruled in the favor of the family and was sentenced Buck to get sterilized, even though Buck was completely normal and she wasn't incompetent at all. And then the court also ordered a close tab on on the Buck family. So Buck's sister actually, when she went in the hospital to get a surgery, she was flagged by. By the court, and the doctor gave her a secret sterilization, and she didn't even know she was sterilized until she got married and wanted to have a ch- ch- children.、Um, and Buck lived until she was seventy years old, and then nothing like there was nothing wrong with her. All of her friends would would have said she wasn't incompetent, and the the child that she gave birth was also completely normal as well. In 1934. Um, Germany began to surpass the U.S. in sterilization. They were, they were doing more than 5,000 per month.、Um, the Rockefeller Foundation was a big supporter in the German eugenics. They gave millions in today's money to many different programs.、Um, for example, the Kaiser Wilhelm Institute for Anthropology and the Human Heredity and Eugenics in Berlin.、Um, one, the head of the Institute of Anth- for Anthropology. Was called Otmar Freyer von Verstrer. Um, Verstrer, yeah, my bad. 
and he had two assistants called Joseph Mengele and Karen Magnuson. So Mengele would go on to be an SS and commit crimes on twins in Auschwitz as well as Magnuson. So Mengele would send tissue and blood samples back to the Institute of Twins and then they would analyze them and then he would also send the eyes of twins to Magnuson and which Magnuson loved to study and then especially the, the one, the twins that had different eye colors. Um, Mengele and Magnuson would later be spared of war crimes when World II, when the World War was over. And then Otmar was actually success, successfully rebranded himself as a geneticist and he actually became a professor and also a member of the American Society of Human Genetics. Um, so even with the eugenics problem demolished, um, the selection breeding is still occurring today. So in 2010, the UK actually aborted 2,300 fetuses um, because they were deemed to have mental and physical disabilities. And, and so basically it means that the route of selective breeding is very easy for someone to go down, but it's also a very sensitive topic because who gets to decide what is a disability and who gets to decide what people, which people can live and which people cannot. Um, and this is still relatively um, close to us because all of the atrocities that happened in the war were less than a hundred years ago. So it's still very close to our time and we just must remember that we just must remember that these things have happened before and then based our research off of those. Okay, so that's it for this episode. Hope you guys enjoyed. Make sure to follow the podcast for more episodes like this. I'll see you guys tomorrow.